What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Healthy is Hot podcast. I'm your host, Chloe Wild, TV host by day, Healthy is Hot founder by night, and health and life coach in between. Also, I'm a big fan of sweatpants and a nice glass of red wine. And from hashtag to movement, we here at Healthy is Hot believing that loving all sides of you is what is healthy, and let's be real, healthy is hot. In this podcast, we invite you to join us as we have raw, real conversations with badass individuals who are living passionate lives, thriving to make their dreams come true, and diving deep into how they got to where they are. And the best part, how health is a key component of all of it. From the highs to the lows, we get into it. From fitness to mental health to aspirational careers, get ready to be inspired. Also, just a heads up, we don't really hold back, so there might be swearing, there's definitely going to be some laughing, and hopefully, hopefully, fingers crossed here, you can take something away from these conversations to live your best life, to live your healthiest hot life. We have got a pretty epic conversation ahead for the Healthiest Hot Podcast. Today we're welcoming Mary Chris Lepe to the pod. This is an amazing, amazing individual. So she trains top corporate workers, stay-at-home moms, and celebrities who have got a lot going on. And Mary Chris is all about creating long-lasting habits for long-term health and wellness, to be strong in life so that you can go and do everything that you want to do. And I think mindset After our chat, as I'm thinking about this and doing this intro, I think her mindset shifts are really what has made her so successful in her field, and which is why she's able to get these massive lifestyle transformations. I know for me, I was so inspired listening to Mary Chris, hearing her story, hearing her philosophy when it comes to health and fitness, and she really kind of honed in on three pillars, mindset, food, and movement, and you know that we, of course, talked about that. And she's also got a connection to uh, the one and only Halle Berry. So listen to the end to find out that connection. All right, that's enough for me. Let's get into it. I'm new to your world, and I'm just coming from like such a, a genuine, curious place. And it sounds like you've got your hands in a lot of like different buckets, which is exciting. Yeah, uh, I definitely, I, guess, I think you got that right. Hands in a lot of different buckets. I think that's been me since day one. Um, and you know, as I started to get older, I started to really understand why my mom said you can be the jack of all trades and master of none. And it used to bother me. Um, cause I was like, I can do everything. And then I think as you get older and you leave school for me, ironically, that was the first time I had what you call, like, I would say depression. I, I didn't realize it after playing, um, sports for so long how much it had an impact on me because once volleyball season was done in college and I was like, wait, no coaches to tell me what to do. It's, it's my life. I have to make decisions here. And I think coming from a place where I was really successful in school and sports and quote unquote high achieving, um, and being a perfectionist, I had this thing, like, I don't want to fail. Like, I don't want to look like I didn't do anything, you know, and being in pageants, I had such a range of experiences and, I remember specifically, I was in the car with my ex at the time and we were at his work retreat and his boss was like, I heard you do so much. He's like, I heard you're a bartender, a model, 
a trainer, an executive assistant. And the, that was the first time I heard it. And I'm like, I sound crazy. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. And so after that, actually, it was his work retreat, but I was over there writing the exercises, like five-year goal, what, what conflicts, what stops each other. And I was like, all right, I'm, I'm going to get my certification. So, um, always been an athlete first. And, you know, I think with the emergence of social media and just sharing my genuine interest from sports on, um, not knowing anything about branding, you know, people just kind of start to see you a certain way when you keep putting the same stuff out and, uh, they started asking for advice and I was like, I'm not certified. I'm just a, a trainer or not a trainer. I'm an athlete. And so I was like, maybe it planted the seed that, you know, while I was getting my master's degree and everything, maybe I should look into training, you know, and I started modeling and it was very natural. And once I had my first mock session, I was like, Oh, this is, this is it. <laughs> so I haven't looked back since. <laughs> wow. How long ago was that when you found yourself at a work retreat that wasn't for your work, you kind of went as a plus <laughs> one and it sounds like yeah. it was a bit of a, an internal reflection opportunity that illuminated a couple of things for you. Yeah. So, you know, I would say based on what you think people would do, you know, I graduated undergrad at 20, I got my master's at 22 and in between then I was modeling executive assistant, wedding planning, trying to start. And it wasn't until if I'm doing the math correctly, it'd be 32 this year. So six, it's going to be six years. I've been training in October. Um, and it was such a transitional phase where I was dabbling in like waiting forever to finish the sir and bartending had switched management and I wasn't getting shifts. And I was like, you know what, maybe this is my opportunity to like, if I can survive on this little money, I might as well just start and see what I can build. And, um, it just kind of built into this thing. And at one point I was so done bartending. I said, I'm going to get all my clients and go independent. And eventually I did. And I remember at that moment I was like, Oh wait, I'm responsible for my money. Nobody's paying me, but I'm so thankful. Uh, really diving into my my passion and having the use of social media as well and different connections and having a great foundation in LA that I've been able to get to where I am now. <laughs> From LA to Florida now. And I mean, that's such yeah. a, a big shift that you went from just having all these balls in the air to kind of looking at yourself in the mirror being like, okay, what do I really want? Like, clearly you can do a lot. You can manage a lot, but what do you, Mary Chris, actually want out of life? Like, that's a hard question to ask yourself sometimes. Yeah. Well, I think what's interesting to like bring it all full circle is, you know, when I started training, like I said, I was modeling, I did pageant and I'm such a like strategic person. Like I love school and did well at that. And, you know, there was a point where I was like, people, people who, who know you can do well and things will always kind of try to push you into different scenarios. And I think having the success that I have, um, and wanting to please people, there's a point where you realize that if you have certain skills, people are going to think you're great at everything. So the biggest thing I had to learn how to say was no, um, because you start to grab a lot of opportunities and you feel kind of lost. And I think sometimes we get scared. And I know I have, when you think about like school, stable job benefits. And my mom was throwing that in my head. And I was like, 
but I kind of want to do something different. I don't know what it is. I can't explain it, but ironically through when I was really pushing in the entertainment phase of TV hosting, that was a big moment for me because you have doctors in the class, you have certified trainers, you have different people. And I wasn't certified yet. And I was like, what, what is my brand? I feel crazy. Like I'm good at a lot of things, but nothing that I feel confident enough to speak about. So at that time, my first brand emerges fitness affair. And I was like, I'm kind of like the group on person I'm athletic. So I like to try different things. So it's about just encouraging people to um, move in different ways and find what they like. And throughout that time, that's when I was getting my certification and that kind of blended into something else. And I would say now, six years later, being in a space where I train online in person, I've done pop-up events. I've written workout programs. I'm authoring my first course for the first time. Um, it's like, I, f- I don't feel crazy. Like all the little bits of what I've done have made me who I am. So I think the biggest thing that I tell people who are kind of scared to try new things is like, whether or not it pans out, I think it's all still an investment in yourself that can kind of like blossom into something else later where you don't know, like you can only control so much. So, you know, have a plan, but also like enjoy what's in front of you. If it's something you want to take advantage of, like nothing's a waste of time. If it's something you feels like good for you. Yeah. Oh, there's so much that you shared that I'd love to touch on one saying no is a very yeah. hard thing to do, especially if you're someone who, you know, wants to make the people around you happy or you see an opportunity come your way and you're like, well, what if it doesn't come again? Like, what if this, what if I'm supposed yeah. to say it's, a, it's so difficult sometimes to say no. So for you, when, when there is a lot coming at you, how do you know kind of like what to say yes or to say no to, do you have a, a process of making that decision and sticking true to what you actually want? Yeah, I think it's a couple of things that I've learned over the years. But like, if I went back to that time, I was with my ex at his conference is, you know, what's your, let's say six month goal? What's your one year goal? What's your five year goal? And as you list it out, do things start to conflict? And at that point, is there one that stands out to you more that you're more passionate about pursuing? Um, And I've done it. Somebody told me to write a list of the hundred things I want personally, like getting married, kids, house, I want to be a master trainer, I want to do this. And then you just start to block all of them, organize them in categories. And sometimes when you write it out like that, you realize like, okay, this is still a goal I can get. But it's okay if it happens a year from now, like there's these stepping stones that I can take. And like I said, I, I actually just posted this thing today, where, cause I'm, I'm religious and spiritual, but they say, when you make plans, God laughs. And I was like, he is pointing and laughing at me hysterically right now. Cause I literally just planned this travel idea a couple of days ago. And now I'm having these things that might keep me here, whatnot. And I, another nugget I had to learn is don't worry about things that haven't happened. Cause half of them don't even come true. <laughs> so I've I call this like my Pocahontas phase where I kind of just go with the wind. I'm not stressed about it. I appreciate all the opportunities. I kind of digest them all. Um, And as strategic as I can be, I also really listen to my gut because I've seen how that's paid off. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, another thing that I'm like telling one of my clients who's, you know, like currently stressed about her work is like, I think if something's planted in your heart, it's there for a reason. And, you know, for example, some people are scared of like quitting their jobs, just like I was, but if I got fired, I'd be in the same position. Right. And sometimes we, I've been in that position where I've hoped someone would kind of like not consider me. So it wouldn't be on me, but that's one of the hardest things is learning how to just make that call on your own. And, and if it's meant to be, and it feels right, it will come back around. It's just a half of it is a trust game with yourself. Like if you know, it's meant for you, it'll happen in its own time. And sometimes things don't happen, but you can just do it yourself. Anyways, you don't need someone to create it for you. It's so so much easier sometimes to wait for that external validation or for someone else to, you know, set up the the motion that needs to happen for you to get there. (laughs) Sometimes to be like, you know, I can do this. Like I am a capable individual and I am worthy of this. And I think sometimes really being connected to your why or to, you know, being connected to like, what is it that makes you tick? What is it that gets you up and excited out of bed? And I think um, that's kind of, it's all about introspection, like being able to kind of sit with yourself. I love your suggestion of writing it all down. I kind of like free flow, let thoughts come out and then you can kind of see what comes up and maybe there will be patterns. Maybe there will be things that you didn't even Mm -hmm. know because you're creating space for yourself to be really honest in a non-judgmental way because you're just writing it on a piece of paper. Like no one ever needs to see that piece of paper. Exactly. And I think there's a lot of things where, um, because I had such a academic route per se, and I was doing something completely different that none of my friends were doing, especially in the space before I was in LA, LA a lot because people are just crazy. Their entrepreneurial spirit everywhere. Like you can do it. Other people are like, really? So I think one, you kind of have to have that correct tribe around you. Um, and if it is, isn't something you have, that's okay. Uh, one thing that I had to learn myself is to keep things to myself and let it blossom myself. Because if someone doesn't understand what you're doing, out of love, for the most part, they might try to talk you out of it. People only do what they, they know. So at the same time, if I'm ever considering something new, I may talk to people who are doing what I want or have the best interest. And I cut that off. And then it's, it's me about making that decision. Because, you know, for example, you can have a bunch of celebrity trainers, for example, but they all don't have the same route. They all don't have the same story. So there's, it's a lot of looking <laughs> inward and, and trust with yourself and how you're talking about like the why yeah. is uh, one of the personal development courses that I took, which is why people get stressed out. It's like, so I remember especially moving to Florida. Uh, why do you want to move to Florida? Because I want to meet new trainers and learn for them. Okay. And then you start thinking how, Oh God, I don't know. That's going to be hard. I'm coming from another state. And it, it's like this low vibe versus why do you want to go to Florida to learn from other trainers? Why do you want to do it? I think that'll up my game. Why? Because now I'm also connected with other people. And it's just like this elevated level of possibilities. Um, and the things that have happened here is completely beyond what I could have imagined and to be able to go back and forth. And I borrowed money to come and like get my car here. And now I'm in a place I paid it back. I'm like, way elevated above where I was. And it's just, I think once you've kind of hit like a rock bottom and you've seen it and you're able to 
rise from it, other things don't become as scary. So I think that's the hardest part for the type A personalities yeah. <laughs> like myself. I was, yeah. Rock bottom is, it's tough. It's like, it makes mm-hmm. you feel a little bit scared for sure. But then if you can come out of it, oh my gosh, the level of appreciation you have for what comes next. Um, mm-hmm. Do you have any advice for anyone who's kind of feeling like they're at rock bottom and, and they're struggling to kind of, you know, keep their chins up and stay positive? Cause I know mindset yeah. is really important to you. Oh, it's so huge. Well, one, like you have to talk to the right people. I've had to learn being really busy. I like being busy. I think when I'm busy, I'm productive. I'm doing something with my life, but there's also really like calm periods. So if there's a, a point where things kind of slow down, um, I used to feel really uncomfortable. And now I just look at it as like, I think this is a transitional phase. Mm-hmm. I think this is a time for me to reflect on that busy period because there's a difference between bus- being busy and being productive towards what you want. Right. Cause you can kind of be on this like hamster wheel and then you pause you're like, am I even doing anything that I enjoy or love? Like if you're someone who's chasing something that you love, cause some people like to work for the check to pay for the lifestyle. Like everybody has their preference, but I think if you're not being fulfilled relationships or whatever it may be is like, be okay in the, in the quiet and, when you're feeling down, like ask yourself why. And then at that point, ask like, what do I think will lift me up from there? And then I think you start to look into those resources and those people and move from that space because sometimes we can't make these big leaps like across the country. But I think, you know, for example, if you hate your job, but you're like, I'm looking for other ways to invest in like other streams of income, maybe you're like, you hate your job, but you're like, now you're like, oh, but now I can invest online. So now you're a little more amped to work because you have a purpose for it. Like it's not just in that one space. So I think you, when you understand the phase that you're in and what it might be leading to, that helps with it as well. Like I hated bartending and training at the same time. I'm like, okay, well we're here anyways, but this is giving me extra money to save up to go here. So now it becomes more tolerable. Right. And so it's that mindset switch of appreciating what you have, but also look to the amazing people you have around you and those outlets um, that allow you to like look inward and reflect as well. Oh, I love that you're in Florida and it looks and sounds like you are surrounded (laughs) by some incredible individuals. You have done so much in the last six years to get to where you are. You mentioned kind of figuring out what your brand was and who you were in the fitness industry. Like, where are you now? What is kind of your philosophy and kind of fitness mantras? And it's not even just fitness because I know you're all about lifestyle transformations as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so funny that we... touched on it earlier where I just felt like crazy. I'm all over the place. I can do a bunch of things. Um, But again, now I'm in a space where I'm like, it's really come full circle because I can't sit still apparently because I'm moving across state. Now I made these travel plans, but now it's turned into this brand. I think before COVID hit, especially I had the opportunity to go to um, Bali and Thailand and I was traveling within the States. And like I said, I was meeting all these amazing people in different places And there's just something beautiful about putting yourself in a new environment that I think just affects you like on all levels. And, you know, when I came to Florida, like I said, I came 
to see if I wanted to move here to meet with other trainers. And what's so interesting is like, I went, I remember my very first post here, I went to the beach and wasn't thinking strategic. I was like, let me just move and, and play with how my body's feeling. And it had the most saves that I've had in so long. I was like, what is being triggered here? I don't know. Is it new hashtags? But people were like, you're glowing. Like something's different, this creative juice. Right. And so I've just kind of learned, I like to move around and be inspired by what's around me, whether it's people or whatnot. So at the same time, I think if through my content, I can deliver these great views to inspire people to move. Um, and through traveling, for example, I went to, sorry to skip around. Like I went to Bali and there was this beach where you had this crazy steep hike down. Like you had to be in shape to get down and like to feel safe and comfortable. And I remember having this moment of like, I'm so thankful I'm healthy. If I wasn't healthy, I wouldn't be able to do this or enjoy it. And you know, so unfortunately people have different restrictions that they can't control, but for those individuals that do have the opportunity to optimize their health, I'm like, this is what moving is about. It's about being strong in life. So you can go skydive one day, or you can go, jump on that jet ski or go see that secluded Island. Like that's, what's motivating to me. Just like people like when my daughter has grandkids, I want to play with them. So that's part of the inspiration and my mantra of just like being strong in life. It's not about perfection. It's about progression and having worked with so many stay at home moms, corporate workers, people who travel, like we all know there's no perfect time to work out. Um, no perfect plan. Um, sometimes you get hurt. Sometimes you want to train for a 5k. So your training methods aren't going to be the same forever. And so that's why I say strong in life because you should be able to ebb and flow. I think we get so stuck sometimes on like, I have to train twice a day or five times a week and only do this. And it's like, no, your, your joys can change. Like you can be salsa dancing for a month and that's the most consistent thing you do. That's great. You can strength train, you can try Pilates for a month. So to me, I think that's what's influenced my style. And I want to share that with other people. Like there's so many different ways to move. And I've found results tend to happen easier for my clients who just come in and are like, I just want to be healthy yeah. in life. Cause they're not stressed about a scale. They're just moving and they'll message me a year later. Like, Oh, I looked at a photo. Turns out I like lost a lot of weight. And it's like, that's the best. Like, you know, we can have check-ins, we can do all that, but there's something about just wanting to enjoy life to its fullest. Um, and that's the space that I, space that I like to come from with training. Because when people start to show up for themselves, it ripples into every facet of their life and yes. things become more enjoyable because when you start to give yourself a little bit of extra care and affection through movement that hopefully brings you joy, well, that's going to, that's going to carry on into everything you do, whether it's playing with your kids or going into a big, important, stressful business meeting, or even just being stuck in traffic. Like it, when you start to move and you start to eat well, it just oh my gosh, it changes everything. And sometimes it, we don't notice the changes, but then like you mentioned, you look back a year later and all of a sudden they're like, oh wow, I did change. And it's not just about how I feel. Exactly. And that, I think that's the best part about it. Cause I know even for myself personally, some days I'm like, oh my God, I'm just not eating well. And then I really look at the menu of the day compared to how I ate as a college athlete. And it's like, 
we're, we're, we're doing okay. You know? And it, that's why I'm just about like, when clients come to me, like, are you in a rush? Are you trying to train long-term? Okay. Then then let's not try to throw this rigid diet on you and train 30 times. Like let's build up to it. Let's learn to enjoy it. Let's make it a part of your lifestyle. And as soon as they, as soon as they start to see those results and feel better, then they just genuinely start asking for more. And that goes back to sometimes when you feel like you're making that own personal choice for yourself, it feels better than someone telling you you have to do it. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause it's just a natural thing to resist. So I like people to experience it for themselves. And if they fall off track, they can feel the difference of like, Oh, wait a minute. Now I know I feel better that way. Let's, let's cop on it. And like I said, everything's not perfect. I'm the same. I'm human. Um, so I think that's just like important to remember on your own journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it's really cool that you empower your clients to kind of decide what's going to work for them because we all have an inner rebel in us. Like we know what to do. Like we know we're supposed to floss every day. Most of us do not yeah. floss every day. Like, but we know, yeah. and I think it's the same thing with movement and nutrition. Sometimes we, of course, like we, we're all capable individuals. I think on some level, we know how to be healthy. Um, but it's just kind of hard to get started sometimes. So having an accountability buddy or a coach or a trainer or choosing an empowered action item that actually sounds enjoyable to you is sometimes that mm-hmm. small little switch that could potentially make it a little bit easier to show up that day. Exactly. And it's just like understanding the victories in between um, to celebrate because I think sometimes we see these long-term goals. So, I mean, as simple as like, if I have a client that wants to lose say 50 pounds. I'm like, okay, so let's work on the first five. And then you hit it. You're like, okay, cool. Next five versus like, if you lose five and you only think 50, you're like, oh my God, it's so far. But versus like these benchmarks, you know, and there's a thing to tweak. I think, especially the type of clientele that I work with, especially, you know, moms, they want to deliver for everybody. So if they're not delivering for themselves, it can feel like a bit of a failure. Also like a, a corporate worker, if you're used to people coming at you and you can't do this one thing for yourself, you feel like a bit of a failure, but I have to step back and there's like, I'm like, Oh, it's check-in time purely because it's on the calendar. And they're like, Oh, like all the excuses start coming. I'm like, I didn't ask for excuses. I just want to see what happened. And we have a, a genuine conversation and they're like, Oh, I didn't eat all well, but I hit the four workouts. And I'm like, and you still dropped so-and-so pounds. Like, what are we complaining about? Like, before we even started, you weren't even working out. Like, why are we throwing this all or nothing mentality on it? And I, and I like to tell my clients sometimes like, let's win fitness week by week. We have our full goal, but I, myself, my schedule gets busy, but I look at my schedule meetings and then I plug in my workouts for when it seems feasible and when I would enjoy it versus it, like shoving it in. I mean, sometimes it, it has to happen sometimes or I feel like it, I but <laughs> yes, yeah, sometimes you got to do it. But I think when you look at a calendar again, like seeing it visually and you're like, Oh, I have a gap there. Or if you're like, I literally can only fit in two workouts. Cause I think that's all I can process physically and mentally. Then it, I think you have an acceptance. You're like, no, I, I really did try. And I think this is what it is. And you just have to start from that space. So progress over perfection. That's a really, really great takeaway. Mm -hmm. And we've already talked about how you wear many, many hats, but you're also a nutrition coach. 
So your clients mm-hmm. are really getting like a full 360 holistic approach to health. Like we're talking lifestyle, we're talking mindset, we're talking movement, but we're also talking nutrition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So with that, so one, I'd like to really point out for the dietitians out there, certain nutrition coaches are different than dietitians. So dietitians can prescribe diets and whatnot, but you know, it's my job to, you know, I can give like those, those guidelines. And I will say the biggest thing, cause I am partnered with a dietitian and that way I can solely focus on my yeah. thing. But, um, with the guidelines that I do give, I will say from experience, it's really interesting to see this mentality sometimes again with this all or nothing. Um, you know, my friend, Kristen and I, we talk about like just being able to have both. If you want the burger, have the burger. Like if you're building these consistent habits over time, this one burger is not going to kill you. Like when you, when you do come, come to it. Right. Um, so it's about getting that out of my client's head. I've had people where I was like, we can probably work in the burger. If you're like going on this vacation or whatever, it may be like, no, it's all or nothing. And then you're like, okay. I mean, I can't tell you what to do. And then they end up going on a binge and it's like, well, if you had just satisfied yourself, like we might've been okay. And the thing is over time, as you learn these better habits and you feel better, you're going to start to crave better foods. Like mm-hmm. as your palate starts to change. And I will say it for myself, someone who my volleyball coaches used to take away hot Cheetos from before games. Like I am, and I, I've, I've switched. Like I still, I have my mad cravings for fries or whatever maybe. But sometimes now when I look at food, I'm just, and I can tell how it's in a process in my body. I was like, no, I actually don't want that. I want something a little bit better. And you know, the other thing I want to point out just like as a general guideline that, um, Kristen pointed out, we did this, our own talk together was when people think about their lifestyle goals, whether they're trying to put on muscle or lose weight, we think clean food, right? Mm -hmm. So then we think remove food. But I think the great thing that she brought up, I was like, Oh my gosh, like, that's a great little shift, which I knew, but she explained it so well. I was like, why don't we look at the value we can add to our diets? because half the time we're missing that nutritional value, right? Like, so maybe we just need to add more greens. Um, I found that sometimes even if people are eating a little bit of extra junk, quote unquote, mm-hmm. um, there's still room for them to eat. Um, but they're missing that nutritional value. It's just not balanced. So I think initially when you look at your, your diet, if you think you're eating pretty well, like look to add more whole foods, more, whole veggies. Do you need to drink more water? And then kind of just check with that transition to start. Cause we all know fries are not the best thing. It's pretty obvious. We know we should get rid of that, but what is it that we can add? And I liked, you know, there's a little phase I was going through at Trader Joe's like, okay, I'm going to pick one new veggie this week and just see what I can make. And then it just made this like a fun thing. Cause sometimes people think only salads and it's like, no, like there's so many great things you can do, lazy things you can even do. Kristen told me to microwave a sweet potato. I was like, microwave a sweet potato? Six minutes, and it's like a mashed potato. And it sounds like, oh, my God, that's a way. It's easy. It's sustainable for the people that are too busy. Um, But you learn these fun hacks, and I think it becomes more fun in the kitchen. You just have to take 
those small steps. I didn't look for 30 new recipes. I was like, I have a grocery trip coming up. What's one new veggie I want to try to incorporate? Cool. Look up a recipe. Okay. And go from there. And then you realize you can actually do it and it tastes good and it was healthy. It's just, yeah, it's like healthy doesn't have to be boring. It can actually be really good and really fun. And also there's a time and a place for food. The fact that you were all about hot Cheetos when you were uh, in volleyball in college is amazing. I was a salt and vinegar (laughs) chips and I could eat uh, in my early twenties, I could eat so much of that. Now like uh, immediate stomach ache and my tongue hurts. And I'm like, I start sweating. I'm like, what happened to me? What happened? Time. Oh, it's so bad. I've learned the same thing. Look, my 23rd birthday, they bought me 23 bags of hot Cheetos after a pageant. I got a, a bouquet of hot Cheetos and now I can't, I I'll try it every now and then, but I just can't stomach it the same. I'm thankful for it. It's like, And what's interesting, I will say, having been a pageant competitor where I was like, oh, I want to eat clean. Like, I want to know I did literally everything I could to look great on this stage. And once I was done, I was like, let me just go in on some Mexican food and like IHOP the next day. Literally could not even consume it in my body because I had been on such clean fuel for like two months that I had to learn to eat bad again. And I think that was such an interesting thing to learn. And that's an experience that people can have. Like I said, as they add those small little habits, eventually over time, you just, you can't do the same things that you used to at all. I wish we could, but that's just what happens. I'm 32 as well. And things do change in your thirties. Not, not in a bad way, but things just start to change a little bit. I'm right there with you in the thirties. I was just talking about that with one of the girls. I was like, I don't, you know, you could snap back in a day in your twenties. And now I'm like, it's, I don't, it takes a minute. Like, I don't know. <laughs> um, I'd love to hear about Respin because I know that you are in that world, um, create like a health and a wellness platform created by Holly Berry. The- yeah. And you are, <laughs> you're one of the trainers, right? Yeah. I'm really fortunate about that one. That was, I was wow. like, that's, that was part of the things like, okay. I'm, I'm doing okay. Like I'm doing okay being seen. Um, yeah, they found me on social media actually. Um, and you know, when I first met with them, just had a meeting about potential ambassadors, there was nothing set in stone. They're just like looking to meet people and see who aligned with the brand and, um, just such amazing vibes from that team. And, about a month or two after the initial chat, they had a collab with Amazon Halo and asked me to be a part of it. And I was like, yes. <laughs> um, and was fortunate. Uh, I actually did meet Hallie for a second and just as beautiful as ever. And yeah, and <laughs> so funny. It's so cheesy, but she told me, she told me I was pretty. And I was like, really? You're gorgeous. Like she, any, that'd be any compliment a guy could ever have. Like just the most beautiful, like just massive goals of a human being, great energy, the whole team, like from the first meeting, you would have thought that I've been friends with them. And, you know, I think that's just a fun thing about the fitness industry is, yeah typically high vibe people looking to just make a difference. And what I loved about that collaboration so much is 
you know, they really looked into what I did and said, it looks like I do mobility and what it is. And they wanted me to create a program and do me like there, there was a lot of free play. And I do appreciate um, the opportunity to be authentic and, you know, accepted for what I do and to meet the other trainers who are just as great. So it was such a fun opportunity. And I can't wait till they keep releasing more and more of a the workouts on the platform. Oh, that's, that is very cool. And she, like, I know it's, I hear what you're saying. Like, it's kind of silly to say aloud, but Halle Berry is hands down, like one of the most beautiful people on this planet. Yeah. She just, she does incredible roles in the acting world. She's involved in like very cool shit that makes an impact. And I think that's really mm-hmm. cool that you got to meet her and you're a part of that world. And I can see why they were drawn to you on social media because like Healthy's Hall community, definitely check out Mary Chris's IG because it's just positive vibes for days. And I was sharing this with you offline before we started recording, but truly like it's so positive. You exude just, it makes me want to move when I look at your page and you're moving your body outside in fun ways. You don't necessarily need equipment. Like that's what we need. We need fitness and movement to feel accessible and inviting and exciting. Yeah, no, I think that's the biggest, and I'm so thankful that vibe comes off. Um, you know, and when I just get that genuine feedback of just, I think, from working with my clients and, you know, on respin and, and the feedback, cause I'm always looking like any way I can improve and whatnot. And I think one of the most touching things, you know, when I'm looking to create something new and if I think it's in a specific demographic, like I had at one point was wanting to do things with moms and I spoke to one of my clients and I was like, what is it that you like about me? Or like, what is it that draws you to me that makes you want to come back? And I didn't even think of it this way, but she's like, I feel supported. And I was like, whoa, like it, it meant a lot because it's not just about workouts. Like you can YouTube any yeah. workout exercises don't change. It's in, you know, as a business strategy, I remember talking with other coaches and they're trying to remind me of my worth. Cause you know, we're all trying to figure out how to do, do things. And they're like, you know, when people come to you, they're coming to you. It's not a workout. Um, and so to know that I'm able to at least brighten up someone's day, um, and make them feel comfortable in their skin is great. Cause I, you know, I will always thank my coaches and my mentors in high school. I didn't ask for support, but they saw something in me and that's what pushed me to where I'm at today. And so as a trainer, I feel like I have this beautiful opportunity, you know, when someone comes to you, it's typically because they're looking for more health and happiness the reality of the situation and to be able to look at someone and see where they're starting, but understand their potential and feed it to them in spoonfuls, I think is the greatest thing you have as a trainer Um, because they can't see it all. They, they only see what they see in the mirror, potentially what they're not happy with, but you get to be that second set of eyes for them. Cause you know how they always say like, if only you could see yourself through, through my eyes, you would understand how loved, how great, whatever it is you are. Um, I think that's just where I'm at, like with training and my perspective on everything. <laughs> oh, 
your smile says it all. You are definitely doing what you are meant to do. And you are in a new environment with new people all around you. Only good things will come. I mean, it sounds like you've already got a lot of things in the works. Um, the last question, I always end the podcast the same way. And it's, what does healthiest hot mean to you? It can be your uh, fitness mantra or your philosophy when it comes to training clients. Oh, I love it. Healthy. Okay. I was like, I know that's the podcast, but I was like, I've never, like, how do I explain that in my own terms? Um, healthy. Well, it's like the saying where they say strong is the new sexy, right? Mm -hmm. Healthy is hot because it allows you to live your best life. That's truly what it is to me. It's strong in life. It's the results are just the cherry on top, but for you to be able to do what you do, that's pretty dang hot. So that, that is what hot means to me. <laughs> Amazing. And for everyone who's listening, who's like, all right, sign me up. I want to be a part of her world. Where can people get more information on everything that you do? Yeah. Um, I would say Instagram's the best one at Mary Chris LePay nightmare of a name to spell, but it's M A R I C R I S L A P A I X. Sounds like I'm making up stuff, but that's my handle. Um, that's also my uh, website as well. But yeah, I think if you go there, you can find me everywhere else. <laughs> Amazing. We'll make sure to have all of that down below in the description. Definitely go give her a follow on IG if you're looking for a little dose of positivity and also some wicked workouts you can do next time you go out on your walk because you yeah. you've got a thing with movement outside in a natural environment, which I can definitely get behind. Yes, I love it. <laughs> Thank you oh, so that much was for coming fun. on. And just like that, another episode of the Healthy is Hot podcast. Once again, I am your host with clearly no filter, Chloe Wild. And if you enjoyed this conversation, feel free to subscribe so you never miss out because that sucks. Feel free to rate and leave us a comment. And of course, follow us on Instagram at Healthy is Hot. And my friends, remember, healthy is fucking beautiful. I'll see you next week. <laughs>